Hello, my friends again, and thank you for joining us today on The Daily Dig, where each day we dig into God's Word, searching for truth that will encourage us to deepen our faith. We are living in trying times, and we must strive each day to draw our strength from God's Word. Come along with Jacob Smith as we dig into God's Word together. And welcome to another episode of The Daily Dig. I'm so glad that you've joined us. We are nearing our break for the holidays as we are nearing Christmas, and we are looking to come back together after the new year. And we are so excited that we're together continuing this study in the book of Luke. What a wonderful study it has been. We've only been together in this book for just a few short episodes. But one of the things that I really love is seeing the Word of God bring out Jesus. All of the Old Testament is pointing forward to Jesus, and now here we are in Luke seeing Jesus, seeing Jesus's ministry, seeing Jesus's life. He is the Son of Man that came to seek and to save that which is lost. And we we, we talked about last time about how Gabriel came to visit Zacharias as he was doing his duties faithfully as a priest. We see the announcement as him and His wife, Elizabeth, had conceived a child in their old age, and now we see Gabriel visiting Mary. Look with me, if you will, in verse number 26. It says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, and of the house of David. And of the virgin's name was Mary. Now, there is so much in this passage, we can't unpack everything, but one of the things we we see is that the same angel that visited Zacharias is now visiting Mary. Mary, uh, she was under a city uh, in Galilee, the region, and Nazareth was the specific city. Uh, We know that in other parts of the Bible, the Bible says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? So Nazareth was a small city, probably not a prominent one that was uh, one that would bring many famous people. It was so small. Maybe you're from a small town and you kind of think the same thing. Oh, uh, nothing, nobody famous has ever come from here. And usually small towns, if somebody did come from, uh, they, they have signs or they have Uh, a knowledge of them, right? And we see the Jews in Judah really did not have a high regard for those in Galilee because they had many contacts there with the Gentiles. And you could see that in Matthew chapter 4, but they especially despised the people in Nazareth. But this is the wonderful thing that God in his grace chose the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. He chose a young virgin girl in an unknown town. Now, I love this. It says, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. The virgin here is pointing to that she had not consummated her marriage. She was engaged, if you will. And it points to her husband. It says, to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Now, Mary has uh, different views by many people. Many people view her with extremes. One side raises her to the level of deity, and we know that that's not true. And then the other side completely ignores her altogether. But this is 
This is what I love. You see, in verse number 28, it says, The angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled. She was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. We see that she had not consummated her marriage, and so she was still a virgin. But in that culture, many people viewed it pretty much as good as marriage. And then we see that they were obviously of low means. You see, Joseph was a carpenter. And you can see later on, as we will, as we gather together uh, down the road, we'll see that their financial means were not great. Uh, They obviously offered some sacrifices in Luke chapter 2, verse 24, that were indicative of their financial means. But this is what Gabriel told her. She's highly favored, and the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Isn't that powerful? See, we all want favor, right? We all want people to view us in a great light. But that's not what this is saying. This word favored here really is pointing to grace. She had been given a special dose of grace or a special grace that no one else around her was giving. God had chosen her to give her this grace, even though she didn't deserve it. (laughs) Isn't that like God? God gives us grace and we don't deserve it. As we are living our lives each day, may we live lives of praise as we say, you know what, Lord, this is is beyond what I deserve. God's been good. And as we are approaching uh, the Christmas season, as we approach the thoughts of Christ's birth, may we look and see how God has been so gracious to us. Now, God uh, gives this special grace and says she's blessed, but this is uh, the response. And when she saw him, she was troubled. She was troubled. And, and, and like most times, we see the same response uh, with Zacharias. Gabriel said, fear not. You see how these both announcements, one to Zacharias, one to Mary, one is fearful, the other is fearful. One is rebuked, yet Mary is not. And we see here she's troubled But the angel Gabriel reiterates to her, you found grace in the sight of God. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. We know that. And these are special occasions, but this is what uh, her fear, she doesn't understand what is going on. She's just asking, how how can this be? What, what, What exactly is taking place? Verse number 31 tells us, you're gonna have a son, You're going to conceive a son, and you'll call his name Jesus. And he's going to be great. He's going to be called the son of the highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of David, of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom shall have no end. Then verse 34, then said Mary unto the angel, how can this be? I know not a man. I'm still a virgin. I haven't consummated my marriage. I don't understand. He says, you're going to name this baby Jesus. His, his name means Jehovah is salvation. This goes back to the very important verse, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost. Matthew, you see that he shall save his people from their sins. He would be the Messiah that everybody was longing for. 
Now Mary realized this, and she didn't doubt it. She didn't have any reservations. She just said, how can these things be? Now we're going to get to uh, verses number 32 in just a second, but I want to uh, point out that Mary really wasn't surprised. But we see right here in verse number 34, she asks how these things shall be. And he tells her, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy thing which should be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So now she sees exactly how this is going to happen. And I love this as the, the last thing that the angel tells her. He says, your cousin Elizabeth, she's conceived. She's conceived in her old age. And that probably would perk up Mary. She's saying, oh, so this is not just me per se, but this is a miraculous event. And verse number 37, powerful verse, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said this, this is, this is the, the realization that Mary was a woman of faith. She says, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed. Mary says, you said it. All right. If, if that's what you're saying, that settles it. I, I'm trusting in the Lord. What a great opportunity to live by faith and in unknown circumstances. And many of us could take that encouragement today that we need to rest in the Lord in unknown circumstances. But verse number 32, I just want to point out the description of Jesus. Isn't this great? We see in verse number 32, it says, he shall be great. That's, that's one of the promises about Jesus. Then look at verse number two. It says, he shall be called the son of the highest. He's going to be, he's going to be equal with Yahweh. He's going to be equal with the most high God. That is powerful. The next one, it says, and the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. This is indicating to Mary who Jesus is going to be. He's going to be the Messiah. Her mind probably went back to 2 Samuel chapter number 7 as he says, he'll give unto him the throne of his father David. She knew his lineage. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. So there's going to be no cease to his reigning. And then it says his kingdom will never end. This is pointing to Jesus being on the throne during the millennial reign and it continuing forever. This is indicating to Mary of who Jesus is, and yet still we go down to verse number 37 and 38, the impossibility of it all, yet miraculously God sends Jesus. And here's the, the, the clincher for me that's just such a beautiful challenge to me. And what does it say? Be it unto me according to thy word. In verse number 38, that's what she says. May each of us take this challenge, whatever God says, Whatever God calls us to, for who he calls, he equips and he enables. And he will do the same in your life. There is nothing impossible when God is in it. I hope you were encouraged by the word of God today and challenged to dig deeper on your walk with the Lord. It is my prayer that you find strength each day digging deeper into God's word. If you're looking for more resources, you can find them on thedailydig.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig.